Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hello. Welcome to Fiber 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. And I am Dori Shafrir. And we're not experts. We're not. We're two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And you know, one thing we're doing to take care of ourselves is we're taking a day off. Yeah, we are. Which means that this is a kind of special episode. So instead of our usual weekly episode, our dear project manager, Sammy, has put together a compilation of some of the best self-care practices that have been shared in these six years of this podcast. Because we Can ask every it? guest that question. No, Dory, I can't. Sometimes I think back at, as like, I was in my 30s when we started this podcast. That feels eons ago. I didn't have a child. I mean, what? It's wild. I think part of it is, too, we've been entrenched in a global pandemic for a good chunk of this podcast. So it just kind of has made time seem that much more warped. But yeah, six years is a long time. We're still together, you and me. I know. I know. Me and you. I don't know what the correct grammar is. I'm sorry. Uh, you and me. You and me. So one you, of no. the apps. Oh, yeah. You and I are still, you and I are still together. <laughs> you and I, you and I, which is a really great One Direction song. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with that one. <gasps> I'm but that's not. one. That's one that as a person who was like very into Harry Styles and Louis Tomlinson, maybe being a couple, you and I was one that I was like, is this about them? Oh, it's a hello. great song. It's a great song. On that note, one thing on that-, that you and I ask every guest on this podcast when we interview them is for them to share a self-care practice in their life. And we have had like basically every single one that's shared is in- incredible and amazing and interesting and unique. And so for this compilation episode, we have we have put together and by we, I mean our dear project manager, Sammy. Yep. Some of our favorite self-care practices that have been shared. There's been so many. Do you have any that like stick out in your head as, I don't want to say I highlights, mean, to but me, like ones one that of the, stuck for you? Yeah. To me, one of the most iconic ones was Louise Penny talking about how she runs laps around her apartment. I think this was like a peak COVID self-care practice too, right? Like we were Ugh. kind of trapped inside. Yes. And she got 
she did some distance in that apartment. She did. She did. I mean, that was impressive. What about you? I think one that has stayed with me for years, it came from the first year of doing the podcast from Danielle Henderson, TV writer, memoir author, podcaster, all around like hilarious genius. I remember she shared that she was a letter writer. Yes. And that really stuck with me. And I have in I haven't it's not like I write a letter every day, but I have definitely been way more intentional about writing to people in the years mm-hmm. of doing this show than I ever was before. I think because that just really resonated. Yes. And has stuck with me. I love that. I, I think about Liz Gilbert dancing too. I was just going to say, I think about the dancing. There have been a couple people who have said dancing. Yeah. Maybe I should try that one. I feel, I still feel a little too self-conscious to dance alone, but I don't know. Maybe now's the time. I mean, dance like no one's watching. I've just got to you know shake it off. I do know what you're saying, Dory. <laughs> Uh, well, why don't we get into it? So listen, we are going to share some clips. There will be a, a break in the middle and then you will hear more self-care practices from past Forever 35 guests. Um, thank you for allowing us to have this little break in recording the podcast. And we hope that you are also getting um, some quiet time here at the end of the year. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Our guest today is Georgia Clark, and I want to just note that I have known Georgia for many years, over a decade, because I had the privilege of being her improv comedy teacher in the year 2009, we've established. 11 years ago? That's crazy. And Georgia was very funny. And so whenever I think of you, I think of you as a comedian and you were a writer all the way back then as well i don't think you had i think you had written ya but not your first adult novel is that correct that's correct okay so i I just want to clarify that like we go way back everybody wow an amazing teacher (laughs) really georgia (laughs) fed my love slash obsession with improv well, look, we don't, we won't, we can dork out privately about improv because I just realized I want to ask you all these questions about how comedy influences your writing, but that's not why we're here necessarily. We're here to talk about self-care and you and how you care for yourself and others. And so let's just first kick things off with learning about a self-care practice in your own life. Is there something that is a regular, consistent practice for you that provides self-care for you? I do have a regular self-care practice. Every night at around six or seven cocktail hour time, I have a solo cheese plate, tiny cheese plate, and a glass of wine. And my wife knows it is my time to be alone (laughs) and enjoy a small plate of soft and hard cheese, a pickle, uh, maybe a little fig jam, and I will have my glass of wine, maybe a little bit of good California weed, which is legal now here in New York City. And I'll just enjoy myself. Okay, this is amazing. And this is not something you'd include your wife in, ever. She knows it's my time. It's your time. (laughs) 
Is this something you've done for a while? Is this a pandemic practice? How and how did how did you get started kind of establishing this special ritual for yourself? I actually started doing this as a teenager. So I would study in the day coming up to my finals, we call it the HSC, you guys call it the SAT, and okay. I would work very hard and study and then I would have a glass of beer, I was on a long leash, my family, and a little plate of chips and watch whatever was on at 6 o'clock, Friends or Seinfeld or MASH, because Australia is inundated with American culture, which I loved, probably one here. And it was just part of how I would study and then reward myself, and I've never really gotten out of that habit. I, I did in my 20s and 30s when I was a little wilder, but now as I'm sort of settling down into more of a kind of calmer life, my little cheese plate practices back. Okay. Tell me about your cheese plate, because as someone who really enjoys putting together a cheese plate, I would like to know what is on your cheese plate. Yes. Same. And is there like a cracker companion that goes along with the cheese? Yeah, do you do fruit? Do you do nuts? Do you have spreads? Do you do honey? What like kind of cheese? Are you a cheese expert everything. at this point? Yeah. I'm, this is amazing. We haven't had cheese as self-care yet, and I'm here for it. Cheese is definitely self-care. I know there's other cheese listeners who I connecting with right now. I'm speaking their truth. I'm happy to be here for you. I always will have a soft cheese, always will have a brie. So if I'm in a rush, it's just a couple of bickies, which is how we call crackers. And look, I'll, I'll have a laughing cow. It's mm -hmm. not a, the most fancy cheese. It's a basic cream cheese, but I love it. Uh, I would love to have a little aged Gouda in there if I was, you know, really going for it. Pickles. That's something I've really embraced from being in New York City. Fig jam, mustard, maybe some almonds. It depends on how crazy I want to go. Usually it's uh -huh, very simple uh -huh. and small, but if I'm really treating myself, it can blow out. Our guest today is Louise Penny, who is a former CBC radio journalist but is also the number one New York Times, USA Today, and Globe and Mail best-selling author of the Chief Inspector Armand Gamache novels. The 16th novel in the series, All the Devils Are Here, was released in September, and she has been awarded the CWA Dagger Nero McCavity and Barry Awards, as well as two each of the Arthur Ellis and Dillis? Dillis? Dillis. 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 Dillis <laughs> Awards. In addition, she has won the Agatha Award seven times and was a finalist for the Edgar Award for Best Novel. In 2017, she received the Order of Canada for her contributions to Canadian culture, and she lives in a small village south of Montreal. And We are so, so, so excited to have you on today. Welcome to Forever 35. Thank you. I'm so pleased to be on. That's it's such a lovely introduction, Dory. Thank you. Oh, no, thank oh, you. Hey, it's been oddly silent. Yep. <laughs> yep. Sitting here quiet. I've got no introduction. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Louise, I've read all of the Armand Gamache novels. Um, I read the most recent one. I loved it. Oh, so I just want to 
be clear that you're speaking to fans <laughs> here on the show. Um, but we do like to start all of our interviews by asking our guests about a self-care ritual that is bringing them kind of comfort and maybe even a little bit of joy right now. So do you have a ritual like that? This is such a good question. Um, well, what's new for me since the pandemic that has turned out to be unexpectedly self-care is um, uh, because we're locked in. I mean, I'm right now in London and we're, we go into, we're in lockdown again. Mm. Um, I've started running. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm actually in better shape now than I may have been for most of my life. I do Pilates and I have a someone who does it with me privately on Zoom. And that's been very helpful. But I've been doing that for a little while. And I just thought, you know, now's the time. Let's just let's just see how that goes. And so now the thing is that when you're you run inside, you're, you know, and I live, you know, in a, in a condo, and mm-hmm. you, 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 you can't get a lot of speed happening. You mm-hmm. up and down and around. I've I'm now very good at cornering. I go around and around the kitchen island. <laughs> so I actually have worn a path through the on the uh, path on the uh, carpet. Um but it's fun. I'm having a blast doing it. So you're Wait. running inside your condo. Yeah. Five kilometers a day. Around oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> I know. Who thought? Who knew? Wow. This is amazing. It's so sad, no. but you know what? I started since when we were allowed out of lockup. I thought, you know, maybe I should go outside. This will be fun. We'll go outside. The funniest thing is, I can't seem to run outside. I don't know. Do either of you run? A I little. used to. That sounds like a no to me. <laughs> those, are, those are very hesitant no's. Yes. <laughs> well, I don't know why. I can't run out. It's, I must be a psychological thing, but I can run, as I said, for, you know, five kilometers nonstop around and around and around my own place, but put me outside and I can't run to the corner without coughing up a lung. Well, we should also uh, say for our, our American listeners, five kilometers is 3.1 miles. I thought That's... it was like 100. Is it not 100? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to, to bring me down here. It's only three miles. Well, our guest today is Abigail Hingwen. Abigail, welcome to Forever 35. We are so excited to talk to you because you have, you have literally done almost too many things in your life. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm excited to speak with you. So, uh, I, we, I want to start by asking about a self-care practice and, and then we're going to get to hopefully talk about all sorts of things from AI to writing romance to your many interesting career paths. But, um, you know, we always start by asking guests for a self-care practice that they have in their own life that they might be willing to share with our listeners. And it can really be anything that brings you comfort and joy on a, on a regular daily basis. So I love hot baths. Um, back Ugh. home, I have an outdoor hot tub, which I am in literally every single night. And I think it's just <laughs> that feeling of being <laughs> submersed in the water. I'm under the stars. It's where I relax and I can really settle. Uh, so fortunately, <laughs> while I was here in Taiwan, my hotel had an amazing bathtub, which I was in as often as I could be. And now I'm actually speaking to you from this Japanese style hotel. I'm on tour around the island with my family, which is in the town that's known for hot springs. 
So Ooh. last night we were on the roof sitting in these hot springs and we have in our bathroom in the hotel, like a, a stoned hot springs tub built into the floor in this little outdoor space. So I'm so happy to be here. Okay, wait, I want to circle back to your nightly hot tub routine. You have two kids also. <laughs> so how, how, like, how did you establish that time for yourself? Or maybe you are amazing at setting boundaries and you and your partner like just have it handled. But is it hard for you to carve out that time? Because I feel like making a ritual like that requires such commitment. Um, and I I'm, admire that you have that. Yeah, so we moved into this particular house about six years ago. Um, so that's when I started and my husband is the one who found the house and he's like, let me sell you on this house. This is why <laughs> this is the house for us. <laughs> he showed me the hot tub outside. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I love you. Um, so I think my, and my kids are a bit older. So, you know, I think that made it easier. I don't know. I can't remember those years when they were younger. <laughs> it's all a yeah, blur. You and me both. You're right. It's incredibly hard when you have young children, but you know, they, I try to incorporate my kids into like many things. So for a while I was like having them sit with me out there, but I'm really the, the, the diehard dedicated one to the hot tub. Are you, do you look at your phone or read or do anything like that? Or do you, are you actually, do you give your brain just kind of free range to just think or, or how do you kind of, what do you bring with you? Yeah, that's a great question. So I used to, sometimes I'll have my phone out there with me if I'm like expecting phone calls or meetings um, to come through. Um, but, and I, I actually have a way of sitting there with my laptop too. So oh my gosh, sometimes when I'm sitting there, like ideas will kind of strike. And so I'll yeah. want to like reach over, jot them down before I lose them. Um, but mostly I'm just thinking and reflecting when I'm in the tub. <sighs> Writing in a hot tub sounds like the best way to write a book, <laughs> like way better than just sitting in this uncomfortable chair that I'm in right now. That sounds I am, amazing. I am, I am definitely guilty of writing some of the words of my novels in the hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> so great. That is the, I think you're the first writer I've ever heard who has done that. Although I hope others reveal themselves. I That's amazing. It to everyone. All right, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. You know, one thing I think is really kind of interesting about skin, my skin, but all skin, is that like what it needs now in my 40s is not what I needed in my 30s. Totally. Definitely not what I needed in my 20s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, how are you supposed to know what your skin needs. It's hard. It's hard to know. Especially when there's just like so many products out there. The overwhelm is real. It's a struggle to even know how to get the results you want, what products to start with. This is why we're super excited to partner with Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed medications that are clinically proven to help. I have used Apostrophe I love it. They will pair you with a board-certified dermatologist who literally creates a personalized treatment plan for your skin. I have done this a few times now. It is so easy to do their online consultation. You upload photos. And like within a few weeks, I had done a consultation and received my treatment plan and my product. Amazing. And that is how I became a Tretinoin gal. I love the tretinoin that they sent me. I love their sunscreen. Both products have been amazing on my skin. And you, Forever 35 listeners, can get a special deal from Apostrophe. You can get your first visit for only $5. That's at apostrophe.com slash forever35 when you use our code forever35. Now that is a savings of $15. I like that. 
This code is only available to Forever 35 listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash Forever 35 and click get started. And then use our code Forever 35 at sign up and you will get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, look, I don't know about you, but when I hold on to some negative feelings, it really starts to impact my day to day. I get a little snippy and short with the people in my life. Things start to really feel overwhelming. And look, it's just generally not great for me or for the people that I am interacting with. And I do find that my time in therapy is a real safe space to get those things off my chest and figure out how to work on and work through things that are weighing on me Mm. or maybe weighing on you. For example, like I have actually really been working on mindfulness in therapy. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Easier said than done, but that's the work, right? Like just learning about kind of like really creating a breathing practice and paying attention to my physical body and my feelings. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and to learn productive coping skills. If you're thinking about trying therapy, try BetterHelp. It's convenient and accessible anywhere because it is 100% online. All it takes to get started is filling out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you're not vibing with the therapist, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash forever35 today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash forever35. I am the first to admit that gift giving is not easy for everyone. It's taken me a long time to become like a halfway decent gift giver. But what I have learned is that the best way to win the gift giving game is to gift memories. Ooh. And you know how you do that, Kate? I'm I'm ready. I'm listening. The Aura digital Mm -hmm. frame Mm -hmm. preloaded with decades of family photos. We have gifted this to many people. And when you gift this, your family will love looking back on childhood memories and seeing what you're up to today. Even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating the frame with new photos. So it's really the gift that keeps on giving. It's super easy to set up. It takes literally two minutes. You download the app. You set up the Wi-Fi. Boom. Boom. You're good to go. Yep. We have given this to my parents. We've given Mm -hmm. this to Matt's parents. Mm -hmm. Same, same. It's so easy because you can add photos from the app like anytime you want. And also like my brother has the app so he can add photos from his family. My sister has the app so she can add photos. My parents also have it. So they also add their own photos. That is one of the coolest parts I think of the Aura Frame is that everybody can contribute. Yes. I love that about uh, we have two aura frames in our house i have Ooh. one in my office and yeah and one in our family room and do my they kids have love do it. they have the same pictures on them no they have different pictures <gasps> Ooh, mm-hmm. oh that's interesting maybe i should get one from my office I'm looking at a picture of my in, children right now right interesting mm-hmm. hmm. putting that away for later store that Yes. Uh, The Aura app lets you share photos more securely than with email, which is what many other digital frames require. And also, then you're not taking up your email storage. So, win-win. 
And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Forever 35 listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code Forever35 at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. I think it's safe to say that we have suffered through bras. We've been uncomfortable in them. We've devoted whole episodes to finding good ones. But I'm here to say enough is enough. 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 I mean, Dory, have I ever told you? Have I ever told you what I did in college when I needed a bra to wear with a fancy dress? What? I cut the top of pantyhose and then I duct taped that to my chest. Oh, Sounds uncomfortable. Because <laughs> I, I didn't have honey love when I was in college. No. Well, we are here to say no more being uncomfortable. No. With honey, no. With Honey Love's bras, you will wonder why it took so long to make something so comfortable and so supportive. There's no underwire, but through some kind of wonderful magic, they managed to not sacrifice lift. All while making it in a fabric that's so comfortable, you barely know it's there. Especially the crossover bra. I wear one of these almost every day. I'm wearing one right now because it's so comfortable and it easily fits into my life. But if you like a breathable and versatile legging, Honey Love has you covered on that front too. Plus, they have tanks, shapewear, and their V-bra that has molded cups still without the underwire to keep mm-hmm. you from getting that dreaded uniboob effect other more relaxed bras tend to give you. So treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we send you. Treat yourself to Honey Love because you deserve it. Carrie, hello. We are thrilled to have you on the pod. Welcome to Forever 35. Thank you so much. I am so thrilled to be here. Before we dig into our own personal privacy as well as just boy (laughs) privacy on a macro level, (laughs) let's start off talking about self-care. We ask every guest who comes on about a self-care practice that they have in their own life. Could you share something that you do that you consider self-care? Yes. Um, This requires a bit of setup because otherwise it will sound unbearably twee and you will kick me off your podcast. But um, I'm someone who has had trouble like privileging my own joy outside of work. You know, inside work, Mm. it's great. It's so playful. It's fun. I love my work. But outside of it, I always feel like I ought to be working on some like task. And then I'm also someone who has a really hard time. I don't find it pleasurable to be still. So like Mm. manicure is not it, you know, Uh, meditation is not it being at the beach. No. Um, And so I'm kind of finding my way toward um, the practice that helps me to feel embodied and present. And something that's come up in my life recently is that I've been walking my daughter to her preschool in the mornings. And I'm also someone who like is behind a screen a lot. And I worry about the diminishment of like my sensory experience, right? Like I'm not smelling, I'm not discerning sounds and everything. Well, on this walk one day, my daughter was like, good morning, leaf. Mm. Good morning, mountain. You know, good morning, um, space where the Santa Claus statue used to be, but it isn't anymore. 
And we just started going back and forth. And we were just, we're just noticing, right? And it, you can, it doesn't have to be pretty. It could be good morning, roadkill. You know, you can, <laughs> you can greet anything. You're just noticing good morning, car exhaust. You know, you're noticing whatever is coming at you. And then I invited my son on this walk. He was home. We had to get her to school and he was noticing totally different things. He was like, good morning, um, power cords like good morning, Tesla, like definitely things I hadn't noticed. He was like expanding my visual field. So this walk in which I'm like fully trying to engage my senses and being there every weekday morning has really been what's gotten me through this whole stressful process of publishing a book and waiting for reviews and et cetera, et cetera. I love this so much, partly because I also have a child in preschool who I also walk to preschool. And, you know, we all live in Los Angeles, like being able to walk our children to preschool is pretty unusual, actually, like most people I know have to drive. Um, And so I have also, I've had a similar experience where my son will be like, hello, crow, (laughs) or, you know, like just, oh, mama, look, the the flowers on this tree are blooming. Like they weren't blooming yesterday or, you know, just these things that like in my sort of like, like I feel like half the time if I'm by myself, I'm like looking at my phone as I walk, which is like so horrible. Um, Or just sort of like, you know, rushing to get from one place to another. And so I really love what you're saying because I do feel like it is so amazing to kind of slow down and also see these things through our children's eyes because they notice things that we don't. Um, and I love that your son was noticing other <laughs> other things. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, in a way, I wonder if it is a Los Angeles thing. Like you really come to treasure your walk. You know, you're like, totally. Yeah, this is a privilege that we're getting to walk totally. two blocks. So let's savor yes. it. Let's notice those blooming flowers. There's also just something. Um, I have two kids and mine are a bit older than yours. So... Uh, it's our walks are less adorable and more like dissecting Harry Styles <laughs> songs, but uh, there is just something really like when you are brought brought down to their level, and I mean that in a good way. Like you are you are reminded of so much. They see the world in through such different eyes. That's yes. so. Um, it's just really grounding in a really wonderful way. That doesn't sound twee at all, Carrie. I think that's del- <laughs> yeah, absolutely no. delightful. I mean, I think absent the context, it would sound as if this is what I'm always like as a mother. And it's really, it's really just this, this 12 minutes, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Tiffany, welcome to Forever 35. We are thrilled to have you. I feel like I have so many questions. One of them is like, how can I get a crew? But I'm going to save that one <laughs> toward the end of the conversation, though I am going to ask. Um, but we're just so glad to have you on the show. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's a real joy and a great departure from the meeting I would probably be in right now if I were talking to the two of you. Meetings are back. meetings. Well, we like to get started in a more gentle fashion, which is by asking our guests about a self-care practice that is important in their own lives um, in in whatever way that means to you. So is there something that you do on a regular basis that is your self-care? There are so many things. 
I will share the one that I've been doing since I was a little girl. It's the one that has the most longevity, which is that every night I put on music. I now put on a Beats headset. I didn't have that when I was a little girl. And I listen to music. I, I'm kind of dancing to the music, but really what's happening is that I'm in a music video. And mm. I'm in my own music video world. And it doesn't matter how much homework I have to do. It doesn't matter what SAT test I need to study for. It doesn't matter what investor I need to pitch to. It doesn't matter what homework I need to help my kids with. It's just evolved over time. Mm -hmm. Whenever I put on that music and I start moving my body, I disappear into myself in a really beautiful way. Do you also connect to your younger self when you like, because you just, I love how you mentioned that you've been doing this for a long time since you were a teenager doing homework. Do you still kind of tap, tap in or connect to that person? Totally. In fact, when I was an adolescent, I used to think, I don't know if I want to be an adult because mm -hmm. I never see mm -hmm. adults just dancing with reckless abandon, like they're doing a music video. I never saw my parents do that. I never saw another adult do that. And so I thought it would be something that I would outgrow. I, I never, I've never outgrown it. <laughs> and I, I have a Beats headset because I listen to music so loud that even my kids are like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you have teenagers, right? Like, so they, <laughs> teenagers inherently, I feel like no matter what generation they're listening to music loud. Yes, but I, I definitely beat them. <laughs> I listen to it louder. What are you listening to these days? Like, what are some of your kind of go-tos? Oh, I love Emily King. I'm listening to Beyonce's Renaissance oh. right now. I was jamming last night to Shock Khan's I'm Every Woman. Ooh. I was listening to Show Crow the other night. I just, whatever makes me move. I love that. Oh. I want to do this. Well, Casey, welcome to Forever 35. This is a real dream come true for us. We're, we're thrilled to have you on the podcast. We know our listeners are going to be really excited. So thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. I'm so glad to be here. Well, hopefully you will enjoy the fact that we like to kick every episode off asking our guests what a self-care practice is in their own life. And hilariously, you describe your podcast, your own podcast uh, is a podcast about self-care, but you also, you know, say you hate the term for self-care. So with that in mind, we don't have to call it self-care, but a routine or a practice <laughs> that you have, and you have shared so many of them. Um, but what is one that you have now in your day-to-day -day life that, that brings you joy? So, okay, this is a hard question, right? Because I feel like I have like a bazillion methods and practices and like examples I could give. But I think mm -hmm. if I really were to think about like a piece that like runs through all of them, I think it's been like learning to treat myself with tenderness. Mm -hmm. And like sometimes that manifests in doing something, right? So sometimes that manifests in, you know, I'm going to let myself rest today or, you know what, I'm going to go. I mean, and sometimes it's even like the stereotypical stuff. Like I'm going to go, you know, get my hair cute, cut, like, da -da -da, whatever. But it's like more 
powerful even in the moments where like I've just like screamed at my children Mm. or I'm super stressed out and I don't have time or I just um, I've got like an alphabet soup of learning disabilities. And so I frequently transpose numbers. Mm. So the amount of times that I've missed like a really important meeting um, is like embarrassing. And in those moments from like years and years and years, it took me to get here of like learning to treat myself the way that like I would respond to my five-year-old when she feels like crushed at having made a mistake Mm. and to just be tender with myself. And that, that is like probably the most powerful like self-care practice that I do is when I can manage it. Um, like tell myself that I don't have to atone for my mistakes by like punishing myself or hating myself or feeling bad about myself and like recognizing that all of those feelings of self-loathing and shame are not required in order to feel motivated to make changes to do something different. Oh boy. Oh boy. Did you just say self-loathing and shame? Because those are... (laughs) Two people I live with that I'm trying to um, get to move out of my brain. Go ahead, is Dorothy. That, yeah. is that, well, I was just going to ask, is that something that you also ever do like retroactively? Because mm. I find that kind of thinking about my past self and trying to have empathy for that person and that person's actions that maybe at the time I was so judgmental about and so hard on myself, like that's been kind of a good but hard practice for me. So I'm wondering if that is something that kind of also resonates with you. Gosh, um, I don't know if you can see but that I, for some reason that made me start crying. <laughs> because the answer is yes. Yeah. Um, like I frequently think of like 16 year old me when she was like being checked into the psych ward and like taken to inpatient treatment. And I think it's really meaningful because I was not the kind of like broken kid that you felt very sorry for. Mm. Like, cause I was kind of an asshole. Like I did things that were not kind and I was obnoxious and I was egotistical and I was all these things. Um, so to look back on her and think like you really deserved tenderness. Yeah. Mm is really powerful. Yeah. Our guest today is Danielle Henderson. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. 
I have a pretty regimented schedule, which is also part of my self-care routine. Uh, <laughs> but I definitely like knitting constantly. I'm just always knitting something, even if it's just trying a stitch and working on a swatch. Um, but yeah, I definitely I have like my nighttime routine where I'll sit down and watch TV and work on my craft stuff for a couple hours or Sundays are great. Um, on Saturdays, I write letters. So, oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> so Saturday mornings, I sit down with a cup of coffee and I have like, you know, my little stationary pad and my envelopes and stuff. And I just every Saturday you yeah. write letters yeah. to friends. I write them to friends and to my great aunt, who's oh. like 87 this year. Do they write back? Yeah. <gasps> my great aunt and I have like a like I have two suitcases full of correspondence over my oh lifetime. My with her. Oh, that's so special. That is yeah, so it's cool. really cool. She She taught me how to sneak into movies. Oh, I love her. When I was a kid, she was like, we're going to the movies. And I was like, all right, great. She's like, pack a sandwich. And I was like, why? <laughs> She's like, because we're going to two movies. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then we did. We went We went to the movie and then we got out and went to the bathroom and hung out in the bathroom for 10 minutes and then came out and walked into another movie. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, solid. <laughs> like, this is great. And we had lunch. We had, we didn't have to buy extra food. We just walked in. It was oh, great. she sounds wonderful. She's cool. She's texting now and also using Bitmoji, but I still like writing letters. What is it about writing letters that what do you get out of it? I mean, obviously, correspondence is a really wonderful thing, and it's a, a lost art at this point. But right. like, what is it that keeps you coming back every Saturday? Mostly the calm of being able to sit with your thoughts for a minute and kind of not rush through an email or rush through just rushing through my thoughts all week is exhausting. And I think part of that is because of the jobs that I've chosen to do over the past few years. Um, but definitely there's something very therapeutic to me about sitting down and very thoughtfully trying to construct what I want to say to somebody. It has like a little more emotion to me and it kind of feels more memorable to me. Like I not only remember what I'm writing to them, but when I get letters back, it feels very special. That's amazing. I love it so much. (laughs) I just found a whole like cache of notes and letters that people had written to me at camp and in college. And I couldn't bring myself to part with any of them. I know. They're so special. (laughs) And it's also, they're they're going to be relics in a few years. Oh, completely. Like you can start a museum with that stuff in a few years. Yes. Yes. Do you save all of your letters from people? I do. Yeah, I keep them all in suitcases and I just keep them all in my house. I'll never I'll never get rid of them. Those are like the things I would grab in a fire kind of thing. Yeah. Cindy, welcome to Forever 35. We're thrilled to have you here. And we like to start every interview asking our guest about a self-care practice in your life. And um it's perfect because your your book to me represents something that I think is a massive part of self-care, which we will talk about. But first, is there something that you do in your everyday life that you consider as self-care? Yes. So many of them. This Mm. is, this is the problem with folks with no kids. All we do is care for ourselves. Just kidding. That's that's not true. I mean, mostly it's not true. (laughs) Kind of not true. Um, But no, I actually have a, I'm going to turn my video, not that anybody else will see this, but I have a huge ritual around uh, for evening. And when I start my work day, so by my bedside, I have about three or four different aura sprays, a lot of essential oils. I have hand cream, I have lip balm, and I essentially have a duplicate of that in my office because it sets the tone. Now my husband has to wait like 15 minutes for me to settle into bed because I have a whole thing, but uh, it really does sort of set the tone. And it's been really helpful while working from home to have a differentiator between, you know, sort of evening 
bedtime and then waking up and beginning to work. Are you a sensory person? I like that you you know you mention a spray and oils and and hand cream like all those things really kind of connect with all the different senses. Is that something yes. that resonates with you? Very much. Even in my writing, I think I get way too into detail because I'm so sensory and I'm so visual. Um, so for me, there's something really grounding about using my senses to mm. wind down as opposed to just laying down. You know, it yeah. really is mm. like it's it's very touch heavy. So yes. Yeah, mm. very. I love that. I'm a smell person. So I love the... Mm. The idea of a scent kind of differentiating a time or a mood or setting yourself up for what's next. I think that's really powerful. Mm. Also, so, a lot of skincare, but that's a different question. A lot of skincare. Oh, it is. But it's a question we'll ask. Um, so just. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hold that thought because we'll ask that before we wrap up. Bozma, we are so happy to have you on Forever 35. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I like the Forever 35 idea. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. As, as the podcast gets, uh, we're, we've now been doing this podcast for five years and we're each getting farther and farther away from 35. So <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> we're going to be like half Forever it. 45. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, you know what? And then, yeah, we'll all go there. That's fine. Totally fine. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so we like to start off by asking our guests about a self-care practice that they have. So mm. we're wondering if there is anything in your life that you're kind of doing regularly that you would consider self-care. Yeah, sleep. Mm. I sleep. I sleep. I sleep. I sleep really well. Like I've, And by the way, that's not a new thing. Like I've always slept very well. And by very well, I mean that like I'm getting my eight hours, sometimes nine, um, even at the heights of my career or like, you know, pressure and corporate boardrooms and all that. I was getting my sleep. Like that's something I do not play around with. And I know what it does to me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I feel, I feel less sharp. Um, mm -hmm. I feel just like I'm, I'm not in a good mood. <laughs> I'm yeah. a baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need my sleep. And honestly, I know now I'm like going to get all, you know, philosophical and deep, but it's like, you know, when you're poised to do some real battle in boardrooms, you need every function hitting at a thousand. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I was not about to be messing around trying to get what I need to get done in boardrooms at like 60% capacity. So sleep, sleep is like self-care always, always. So I, I want to ask kind of how, how you set that boundary, because as someone who has, yeah. you know, been such a pivotal person in corporate America, where I feel mm. like sleep is not valued. In fact, oftentimes <laughs> what's valued is operating on little to no sleep. There's that kind mm -hmm. of, even this kind of dialogue that that's what makes you a hard worker. Yeah. Did, have you had to really fight for that boundary? And do you have kind of tips and tricks on how you have have held it for other folks who might be experiencing yeah. something similar? You could not be more right. I cannot tell you the amount of people. Well, no, I don't have to tell you. You know, the amount of people who brag about like the four hour sleep cycle, but yes, whatever the yeah. nonsense is, I'm literally like, you're lying. Like, first of all, maybe you're not lying, but you're definitely unhealthy. And I'm not trying to right. use that as hashtag goals. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, right. no way. Um, so no, I don't, when people say that, I literally look at them and I'm, I'm like, oh, well, you got to fix that. That's actually a problem. This is actually not good for you. Either you mm -hmm. need to see a doctor 
who can help you sleep more. Um, or you need to figure out how to adjust your life so that you're getting the rest that your body needs and your mind needs. Yes. You know, so I definitely don't praise that at all, but you're right that, um, look, I've been very, very, very intentional with how to plan and schedule my life, my work life, especially and home life also so that I could get the sleep that I needed. You know, it, it probably started when, um, when I first had my baby and, you know, people said ridiculous things like you should sleep when the baby sleeps. And I was like, oh, you don't realize uh-huh. that that's when I've got to clean <laughs> and that's when I got to take a shower <laughs> and that's when I got to eat. Like it's when she falls asleep, I can finally like do stuff for me. But mm-hmm. it made more and more sense as like I got past those first early months, you know, and I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I need to figure out how actually to go to sleep at night when she goes to sleep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. everybody shut off all the lights, everybody go to sleep. Now, what has happened because also as my career continued to progress and I got bigger and bigger roles, I started managing global teams, which meant that, you know, when you've got to have a meeting with your team in Hong Kong or your team in Australia, uh, the time zones can be a killer, especially if you live in LA, mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So now you're yeah. doing meetings at 9 p.m., when you should be really not winding down your day, you know? So again, I, I had to be very intentional, meaning that sometimes what happens is you actually just need to set the expectation, even though it's scary, even though you know that people are going to look at you funny and they're probably going to judge you, you're going to have to be okay with that. Like at some point, you're going to have to talk to yourself and say, look, they are going to talk about you and it is okay. Let, let them do that. You know, yeah. because when I actually show up to work, oh, I am, I am here. And I'm going to be giving you everything I have. And by the way, you're going to feel it. I'm not, I'm not like phoning it in. When I'm present, I'm a hundred percent there and I'm going to be faster than you. I'm going to be sharper than you. So you better get your sleep too. Cause I'm coming with my A game, you know? And so mm-hmm. therefore the expectation I've set is that when I'm in the room, I am a hundred percent in the room. I'm not even looking at my phone. I'm not distracted by any other emails or anything else. I'm locked in. And so when I am off, and I'm like, hey, look, this is do not disturb right here between the hours of 9 p.m. and 8 a.m. Nobody talk to me like I'm not available. That's all I've done. OK, look, I, I'm over I'm overjoyed by our guest today because we have a true legend on the pod and a thrice timed guest. It's Jackie Johnson. You're in rare company to be a three-time guest. Three times show. pretty high. And, and you three know what? Five. Three totally separate chapters of my life. Like completely. Yes, it's like I'm not oh even coming gosh. back because I'm a different yes. person than I was the last two times. I'm so excited to touch on this because as I was remembering the last time you were on the podcast, it yeah. was four years was ago. Dark, Dory honey. was on maternity mm-hmm. leave and you and I sat down. And you were in the middle of beginning divorce proceedings. Yes, and I was sobbing my face off, and I was a mess. But I was, I was a positive mess. I was. You were clear. You were like so clear about about yourself and your needs and your life. And it was like really moving. It was an extremely moving conversation. And now here you are, four years later, married with a child. A, like an award-winning podcaster, office, honey. Yes. Oh, which I've been in. Your house is like one of the most cool, beautifully decorated places I've ever been in. Oh my gosh. Well, 
look, let's start. Let's backtrack for a second okay. and just start at the Forever 35 launching pad, which is asking our guests about a current self-care practice in their life. Oh, man. What is that for you it's, right now? Listen, it, does things, it exist? Things are different around here. That's for sure. I would say oh, the Kardashians. I'm sorry. Mm. I'm going the there. The new Hulu version of the show. Yeah. Listen, I get... I get about two hours a week now of just, I can sit on the couch and eat something disgusting and just watch something disgusting. And that's it. So I really savor that. And last night I did that. I watched the Kardashians on Hulu. And let me tell you something. I was tearing up because mm. this particular episode, they were recording their Christmas album. And all of them were in the recording booth together, cutting up, and Chris was in there. And I said to my husband, I go, do I have to have another kid? Because the camaraderie among the siblings is inspiring. I'm just going to say it. Chris Jenner loves her children, and she supports all of them so unconditionally. And it truly is inspiring to see as a mother, as a I'm, I just think she's figured something out. And the fact that all those daughters rally with each other through everything, I'm like, damn it. I don't want another. I don't want to do another kid, but do I have to? Do you think it's unconditional though? Yes. Like, don't you think you do? Yes. You don't think she has like a little bit more love for whoever's bringing in the most money at for the time? Kim, right? I thought and, Kim was like the favorite. <laughs> Apparently, Kylie is the favorite, which makes sense. That's what I was going to say. I think Kylie is the favorite. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there is something to that, but all I know is that it's a beautiful family. I don't know. It's not perfect, okay? But <laughs> I just am inspired by it, and. I really respect Kris Jenner and they're entertaining. I don't know. Listen, I, I, this is, this is my self care right now. This is it. I'm being you know honest. What? No, no. And, and it is valid. And I think it is a lot of people's self care. Number one, but we often, I think, get into the same trap that happens a lot of times with like the concept of like trash TV or a trashy book or a yeah, beach yeah. read or whatever, like mm -hmm. assigning some sort of moral value yes. to the media or the culture we consume where ultimately it's what we get out of it. That is the, what, what lasts, what matters. doesn't matter necessarily what the thing is, as long as it works for you. You're right, Kate. I'm over here judging myself. Right. But the thing no. is, no, you're not. No, you're not. Don't judge yourself. The thing is, is I, I understand the issues with the Kardashians. I don't follow any of them on the Instagram. Totally. I don't believe in private jets. Like I see all the stuff they're doing wrong. I, I, I see it. But when I'm dead ass tired and I now know on the other side of motherhood, the tiredness that I didn't even know existed that I now daily experience sometimes i just want to plop my ass down and stare at some hot women in fights and like living their glamorous lives sometimes i just need that mm -hmm. yeah we all have we all have something yeah. that really makes us feel it's good in a way that nothing else can provide like the fact that it's travis and courtney it. lick each other's mouths like i hate that no, but what? i can't stop watching it you know? They lick each other's mouths? Oh, Is that they, how they kiss? They are very PDA. They okay. open mouth. It, their wedding kiss, they're Ooh. like, okay. 
like in front of the hall and i'm like you know what everyone there expected this all right everybody thanks for listening Forever 35 is hosted and produced by me, Dori Shafrir, and Kate Spencer, and produced and edited by Sam Junio. Sammy Reed is our project manager and our network partner is ACAST. Thank you, everybody. Bye.